Okay, okay. And I see a lot of good friends here. Shalom Aleichem to everyone. I, I don't want to mention names because maybe there'll be names I won't mention. But anyway, Shalom Aleichem to Am Yisrael. And it should be a refuah shlema to all the choylim. And the Yitzhah hopefully soon, you know, in Eretz Yisrael, they are now allowing minyonim in open places. That's that's the uh, the news of today. And initially they allowed a ten, and now oh here's 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 well, and now up to nineteen. You know why they stopped at the number nineteen? Because if it's twenty, you could split it to minyanim. A plus of the cheshbon. Okay. What I want to speak about today, I I got the reshus from the. The Nasi Nasiya Chabura, Ralph, about Yom Hashoah, and I want to say again, the Shoah is something for people my age and older. It's not something that you think about once a year. You think about it every day, every day, in some kind of kesher. We know that. It's it's always there. <laughs> it's always always there. So should there be a day to commemorate Yom HaShoah? I think everybody would agree to that. Absolutely. Even the non-Jews chose the day in January on the day that they liberated Auschwitz. So that a day should be put aside for what happened in those terrible years. I think that's not the issue. We all agree to that. But what I want to speak about tonight is the day that was chosen of Zionism. And Rabbi Isai, I want to sense the Shoah is something very, very emotional for all of us. So we got to make sure that we'll deal with it in a in an intellectual way. I want to first read you the background, if maybe the people in Chutzot are not so aware how this day was chosen. So I'm reading to you from uh, Encyclopedia Yavne. Yamna is a Choshaba encyclopedia in Israel. And I'll read to you in Hebrew and I'll translate it as I go on. What does it say there? Im kumam dina, with the establishment of the state, nikshal tarichot shil yom ha-shoah, the day of yom ha-shoah was connected im mered geto darsha, the Warsaw uprising, the geto Warsaw uprising. Shaya merkaz ha-itnagdut v'alichima ba-natsim, which was the center and most major revolt against the Nazis in Eastern Europe. Hameret Paratz Erev Pesach, Tavshin Gimel. So, meaning that it started on Yudalit Nisan, Mamesh on Erev Pesach, Viduka, and it was crushed, the Chamisha Asar Bimai Yud Iyar, meaning it was almost for a whole month. It started on Yudalit Iyar, Yudalit Nisan, I'm sorry, and was finished on Yud Nisan, Yud Iyar, Yudalit Nisan to Yud Iyar. Shabbos will be Aleph Iyar, the coming Shabbos. Add another 10 days, that's when it ended. And it started on Arab Pesach. So why are we commemorating it now? It's, you know, Nishtahim and Nishtaher. It's not when it started, it's not when it ended. So the encyclopedia goes on saying, "Kedai likshor et yom hashoah v'agvura im yom hazikron lechalalei tzar to connect the yom hashoah 
to the yom that they remember the the soldiers, the Israeli soldiers, the Gdoshim that fell. That's on Dalad Iyar. Im Yom Atzmaut. So they want to connect the Shoah with Yom Hazikron Lechayel Etzal and Yom Ha'atzmaut. Nikbat Arichol Shel Yom Hazikron Lanesmim HaShoah Velalokmim Onatzim Al Yedei HaKneset Kabzayin Nesan. Shavua Lifnei Yom Hazikron Lechayel Etzal. That's what appears in the encyclopedia. Okay. But here, Rabbi Say, comes a very simple question. The Gdoshim and Tohirim of the Warsaw Uprising Ghetto, Rabbi Nachem Zemba was one of its leaders. Is that something that represents what happens in the Shoah? Or is that an exception to what happened in the Shoah? Is it something that out of the six million Yidden that died, what happened in the Warsaw Uprising ghetto, uh, is that something that reflects, uh, does that represent what happened in the Shoah? Or it's a very small minority. So the numbers are like 30,000. Ask the people that know. I didn't have a chance to double check it before. It's less than a half a percent of the six million. What's the logic to choose a date that represents a half a percent? Let's say the Goyim took the day of the liberation of of Osiris. Okay, that's not a half a percent. That's uh, over, over, almost two million people were killed in Osiris. Over a million Jews. The trigger to this is something that it's a saying that we don't feel comfortable with the 99% who did not fight back. We identify with those who did fight back. So we're going to take that this event, this one event, again, Neuron Neroyes event, and that will be Yom HaShoah. We're going to add to it the word Gvura. So it won't be just Yom HaShoah. It's called Yom HaShoah V'Hagvura. And it's saying that uh, we don't feel comfortable with the 99% who did not fight back. We're a little bit embarrassed with them. We feel un- uh, it's un- unpleasant. <coughs> Let's take those that did fight back, and that will be the date that we're going to use. And again, by the way, not when it started or not when it ended, when it's a week before Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaAtzmaut. What I want to learn with the Olam today is, do we have to be embarrassed with the 99.5% who did not fight back? And I want to speak about it from a Yiddish point of view. There are those that say, listen, the Polish soldiers that fell in captivity by the Germans, over a million, they were all killed. So soldiers were killed. So what do you want from civilians, women, children, old people? For sure, that's a good svar. But nevertheless, I want to address this Nakuda from a Yiddish point of view.
so I'm reverse, I'm just organizing my thoughts because we did speak of, of some of these things throughout the time. And, uh, but nevertheless, there's a muridika de hair here. And let me just say already in the outset, do we have to be embarrassed or ashamed or feel uncomfortable with the 99 point, I don't know how much percent who did not fight back? And the answer is not at all. Not at all. And I want to show why from a Torah perspective. The Maral says in the beginning of Shabbos HaGodol that when it says in the Pasuk Ein Oid Ki Hashem Elokim Bashamayim Imav Al-Oetz Mitachas Ein Od Ein Od means no other. Says the Maral it does not mean that there's no other God. Which that's the Chorab Shuta Shemikra. That's a member of how the Sforna learns. Ain Od, there's no other gods. Says the Maral, no. It doesn't mean that. He says an idea which the Hasidish Swarm later on speak in length, but also the Nefesh Chaim spoke about it. Ain Od means there's no other reality but a Kodesh Baruch. The only show in town is a Kodesh Baruch. There could be an optical illusion that appears to be that there are things in the world that have their own existence. But that's a bluff. The MS is the only thing that counts is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Hi, what about everything that exists in the world? So from the Torah perspective, we measure it, the yardstick, through its relationship to Hashem. If someone lives a life and he's connected to Kodesh Baruch Hu, kol yemechayav. So even when he died, he's called alive. And if he was someone that had a zero relationship with the Kodesh Bahu, and he was a Russia, so even when he's alive, he's called dead. The way we gauge a reality, is he here or not here, is vis-a-vis how it's, it's, what's its relationship with the Kodesh Bahu. Because the Kodesh Bahu is the only show in town. Ain oid. The Nefesh Chaim says this also, and it's a bavusti aside. So Rabbi said to bring out this Nukuda. We know that the halacha is. I'll read you the Gesher Chaim, and Chelik Aleph Perik Beit Os Gimel. B'Sha'at Yitziat Hanefesh, when a Yid dies, Omrim Shema Yisrael Hashem Lakun Hashem Echad. That's the time to say Shema. You try as much as possible You try to make sure that the Shema should be recited as close as possible to the Nefesh to the, to the, to the, when the Shema leaves. And he goes on saying that if they said Shema and the, the ill person lived for another few hours and then Started to die. So you say it again. That's brought down in box above on the sheet that you may have. Why is the time of Yitzhiya's Neshama a time of saying Hashem Echad? Why? And, and try to make it as close as possible to Yitzhiya's Neshama. It should be Mamish Somuch Venire. Because that's the time to say Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. 
Why? Why is that the time? So the Gemara says about the Gemara Nida on that Lamed and Bak Zayin. It says, "Kiliti cha kol berech zeyom amisa." We say in Aleinu, "Lechati cha kol berech." That you kneeling in a knee, you're, you're bowing down to Hakadosh Baruch Hu when a person dies. Shenemar lefanavi chul kol yodei afal. So it's not speaking obviously physically because usually when a person dies, he's on bed. He's in bed. But the Kriyas Berach, in theory, happens at the time of Misa. Why? Because the time of Misa, the, the mere fact that Mark calls it Kriyas Berach, means it's a time of surrender. The time of the Misa is Megala, Hukhiyach Soifoy, Al-Tchilosoy, that we're here as long as Hashem wants us to be here. We cannot have an existence on our own. As long, as long as Hashem wants us to be here, we'll be alive. And the second that He doesn't want, it's over. What about living on your own? And Kazedavah. And Kazedavah. So when a person's alive till 120, and he's going around, he feels he's Moshe Grois, like they say in Yiddish. But the Yom HaMisa proves, the reason why you're alive till now is because Hashem decided you should be alive. It's a time of surrender. But it's Megal Mafreya. That you always, you're always here just because Hashem wanted it. And that's the time to say Shema. Why? Why is that the time to say Shema? Because we got to go back, Rabbi Yisai, again to what it means, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. We till now spoke about Ein Oid. But Echad means Ein Oid. When we say that Hashem is one, what we mean is that there's nothing but Him. He is the only show in town. Do they say also in England, the only show in town? Because I know it from America. But they say it also in England? Yeah? Okay, they say it. The only kashift is HaKadosh Baruch And that vifel that a person's connected to HaKadosh Baruch is a reality. So Hashem Echad and Oid are both saying the same message. There's nothing but HaKadosh Baruch And that's a come the time of death when it's evident that you were alive till now because that's what HaKadosh Baruch decided. And now it's over because, again, that's what HaKadosh Baruch decided. So that means there's nothing but Hashem. But what I want to speak tonight is about what role does Am Yisrael play in this Ein Oid Hashem Echad? What role do we play? Now, who says we do play a role? Because it says in this puzzle, Shema Yisrael. Now what does it mean, Shema Yisrael? Does it mean, in English it's translated, Hear, O Israel. What does that mean? That means it's calling your attention. Hey, you! Beryl! Hey, Benny! Hi, Benny. Hear, O Israel! I just took one example. But that's impossible to say that's what it means. 
because then it could have said any mitzvah of the Torah. Shema Yisrael, keep Shabbos. Shema Yisrael, put on tefillin. It could have said Terek Mitzvah Shema Yisrael. Why is it said only here? So it's explained that it's through Am Yisrael. Duch, the Yiddish folk. Duch, duch. Ralph. Okay, we'll leave Ralph alone. It's through us. Yes, Ralph, what would you say? I accept you. <laughs> Whatever what? You Whatever you wish, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, both are good. It's through Am Yisrael that we see Hashem Echad. I'll prove it to you from another source of Boisei. It doesn't appear on these sheets. The Gemara says in Maseches Yuma, I'm, I'm always surprised how come this Gemara is not more known. You know, like when people speak about the Shoah and the obvious question, which are very important question, where was HaKadosh Baruch And people think that that's a checkmate against Judaism. It's a tremendous question, 100%. But it's good I have to point out that the Gemara asks it. It's a Gemara. It's a Gemara. And Maseches Yuma 69b. The Gemara speaks about Lama Nikra Shmam An Sheknes Zagdoyla, Omar Bishop and Lady. Why are they called the great assembly people? Shechziru Atarali Yoshna. That they brought the crown back to the king. What do you mean? Says the Gemara. Moshe Rabbeinu called the Kodesh Bohu with three attributes. Akel, Hagodol, Hagibor, Vahanoira. Came Yirmiyo, and he saw the destruction of the first temple. I'll read the Lashon of the Gemara. There, I'll read the Lashon. Here. At the Yirmiyo, came Yirmiyo, v'omal nochim mekalkerim be'echoloi. The guy were bouncing around the base of Megdash. I am awesome. Where is he awesome? I don't see him awesome. I, I see the girl couldn't care less. Lo amar noira. Sirimio omitted when he approached the Kodesh Bochu, Rashi brings the Pasuk, he omitted the attribute of noira. Ata Daniel. Daniel already saw the Golos. The girl was subjugating and torturing his children. I am Where's his Gvura? Lo Amar Gibor. He omitted the title Gibor. The Gemara says, how could they do it? If Moshe Rabbeinu said it, how could they omit it? Says the Gemara, Mitoch Shiyodit Shakadish Bochu Amitu. I'm skipping a few lines. Lefikar Lokizvubo. They knew Akadish Bochu was MS. And they're, um, so they, they said what they felt. Came Anshek Nesagdela. We'll just finish off the Gemara. I'm just pointing out, the Gemara says, in Chubra Bayesh by the way, according to Chazal, there were three million Jews who got killed. That's also called a Shoah. We all agree on that. And the Nevim said, where is he? I'm not saying Gibor. I'm not saying Naira. We're speaking about Yumiyo and Daniel. Came out Sheikh and they said, Ata Rabba, Zoi Gvuros Gvurosoi. 
the fact that Kishpoch allows this to happen, that's his biggest gvura. It doesn't hurt Hashem, what's happening to the Yiddish people? You want to see how awesome he is? If it wouldn't have been that he's awesome, how could one nation exist amongst all the other nations? One sheep amongst 70 wolves. So what I want to ask is, you're Mion Daniel, I want to focus on them. They decided not to say Gibor and Noira. Yermiyon omitted Neira, Daniel omitted Gibor. They said, I don't see it. I don't see his Gvura. I don't see his Neira. I'm quitting. They had to see it. But did they say Echad? Did they, did they say every day, twice a day, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad? Yeah, they did. There's no more that they didn't say a Mitzvah Deraisa. How did they see that he's Echad? The Gemara says in Masech Mesochim, Bayomahu yeh Hashem echad v'shmo echad. Ask the Gemara, Ato ha'ibn alav echadu? Now HaKadosh Baruch is not one? Answers the Gemara, well, he is one, but you don't see it. Because the P'sul is toivus, you say, Ato v'ametiv. A P'sul she'inan tovot, you say, Da'ana emes. And his name is written, Yudke vavke, but you pronounce it, Adnus. You don't see the oneness. Ah, but Daniel and Miriam only said what they saw. So how do they say Echad? You don't see Echad now. That's what the Gemara says. That's what the Pesach says. Bayom Ahu, Yeh Hashem Echad, Ushmo Echad. So how come they, how do they say the word Echad? So Rabbi said, that Rafutner raises this question. It does appear on the sheets of Bax Kavbet. Rafutner asks this question. How come they had no issue with the word Echad? They wanted to see. What you see is what you got, like we say. So how did they say Echad? Give a look in Max Kavbet. What Rufutna says, Regarding the, the, the title or the attitude of Achdus, There was no question. There is a clear manifestation of Hashem Echad today also. Am Yisrael. It's tangible, it's accessible, and you could see it. They had no issue with Echad. How does Am Yisrael show this? How do, so meaning Rabbi Yisrael, and we spoke about this many times throughout the years. <coughs> it's not only that the Jewish people showed the world that there's a God, which is true, but it's, it doesn't stop there. Rather, the Jewish people showed the world that Hashem Echad, that He's one. And one means, as we explain, that there's nothing but Him. How did Am Yisrael show this? Before you go to Am Yisrael, and we t- you, you're speaking about Daniel and, and Yemiyol, they, 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 they were fully familiar, as better than we do, that of the hog of Hester Pony. They were living within Hester Pony. 
and it has to be looked at in within, within that framework. And they couldn't right. say Naraso because they, because because it was, it, there was Hester, it wasn't beginnery, so that it was put on the back shelf. So what's your question? No, it's not a question. It's, I'm, I'm saying this is a premise to the, this is the, the basis to the discussion. <clears throat> the Kashyap Daniel. They were in a Shakufa of Hester upon him. Okay. Couldn't say Naraso. Couldn't say Gvaraso. But they, they, there's no contradiction to Echod. But the Gemara says you don't see Echad today. Not because Hester upon him. Hester upon him. Because it was, it was Nisra. I understand. The Gemara says Echad is Bayomahu. That would be the time to get upon him. No, no, but, 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 but Lemaisa, you don't see Echa today. No, you're right. It's not no get to Hest upon him and not Hest upon him. You're right. By the way, it does. Absurd Toivis, you say one bracha. Absurd Shainam Toivis, you say Hest upon him, you say another bracha. It's also no get to Arsuga. And they never had a problem with Echa. Okay. Lem- the, the, the point is, Rabbi Shisha, the point is just to bring out that even though Lahura it was not clearly evident, they didn't have any issue saying it. Why? Because Am Yisrael illustrates it. Now, how does Am Yisrael illustrate this Nakuda? So, Rabbi Shisha, it's Kedai to look, please, on, on Bax Yudalid. Those who have the sheet, on Bax Yudalid. <clears throat> We're going to look into the Maral and Netzach Yisrael Per Yud Gimel. I'm sure I mentioned it more than once throughout the years that I heard from Rav Zatzal that Rav Cook, Rav Avram Yitzhak HaKoyen Cook, Zatzal said that every Yid should know Netzach Yisrael, Perak Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel by heart. Because it's the core of our identity. And, okay, we're going to see here what the Moral says in the beginning of Perak Yud Gimel there. In Baxidal. And I'll, I'll read it and translate as we always do. The virtue which is even more than what was mentioned till now. When you look at the, at the mile of Amisol, you'll know. It's not only that they're a share with Hashem. You know, in the word Yisrael, you have an Aleph Lama, which is the name of Hashem. It's not only that we have a very close relationship with the Kodesh Baruch It's much more than that. And look what's underlined. Ki en li Yisrael ba'atzmam shum metziyut v'shum avaya rak bo We have nothing without Hashem. Let's skip to the next underline. At ki batel metziyut atzmam el Hashem Yisborach. What does he say to Maral? Muradik, Muradik. It's not only that we are close with Hashem. It, that could be like two lovers that are, they love each other, but there's still two. He and he, and they love each other. Fine, a father and son. Love each other. But that's two people. By Abisrol, it's more than that. It's only him. We're not two. We're bottled to him. And he gives two examples to it. What's underlined later on? First of all, the, the Kiddush Hashem that Am Yisrael did for so many generations. And that we said Nasa Nishma. And not Nishma Manasseh. Nishma Manasseh means I'll decide. I'll think and I'll do. Nasa Nishma means Ich bin Gonisht. I'm nobody. Ein Yisrael nimshachim nertsunam klal. 
Rabbi said, the Moral goes on saying in that parak that this we got from Yitzhak Avinu. Yitzhak Avinu represents this midah of totally nullifying himself to Hashem, not being passive, chas v'sham. He was 24-7 nullifying himself to Kaddish Bahu. The Akeda is one good example for that. Rabbi said, the Medrash Tamchuma, then again, I'm sure we quote it many times. The Medrash Tamchuma in Pashas Re'eh, letter Chet, says the following. Eretz Yisrael is called Eretz Chemda, like we say in benching, the desired land. Why is it a desired land? Says the Medrash, Eretz Shechamdua Ovasa Our patriarchs and the fathers of the world were very much desired Eretz Yisrael. Yeah? What do you mean? Avram Omer Ba Yaakov Omar Bishafti Bashalom Ubaisavi. Moshe Omar, Ebrana Vereta Artsatoiva. David Omar, Kigrishuna Yomli Stapech Panachlasem. They all expressed their deep love to Eretz Israel. What about Yitzchak? Says the Merish, Yitzchak Nemarlo. He was told, Gur ba'aretz azot v'yemcha ba'vachaka. How does that show that Yitzchak loved Eretz Israel? I understand. He was told. Who says he liked it? Maybe he was forced to do it. But that's what the Medrash says. Eretz shechamdu ha'avas ha'olam. And how do I know that Yitzchak was chaymed ha'avas ha'olam? How do I know? Because nemalo, he was told, Right? How does that show that he loved Eretz Yisrael? Because that's Yitzchak. So if the CNN reporter would have asked Yitzchak then, uh, Yitzchak, what did you feel when Hashem told you, he would have said, no, uh, that's what Hashem wants. So that's it. No, but what did you feel? He would say, it's not the two of us. It's not what I feel. It's him. And what he wants, that's it. By Yitzchak, you could prove his feelings of Eretz Yisrael from what he was told. You couldn't do them by the other ones. The other ones, you had to bring Pesukim that they said. By Yitzchak, by the way, we don't have a possibility that either. But this Nukuda, it's not, we're not two, we're one. It's him. He's the only shown down. What he wants, that's 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 it. That's the Midah of Amisol that we got from Yitzhak. And that's manifested by Nasr and Nishma and manifested by the, the tremendous uh, Kiddush Hashem that Amisol people are willing to give up their lives for Akadish Bokhul, meaning bring home the message we don't have anything of ourselves. It's all for him. Fine. Okay, I'll say. But here comes the morale that we learned a few a few times again, but we, it's always good to Chazar. Rabbi said, where does the Torah ask a rhetorical question? Except those that remember from the time that I asked it in Shir. Please tell me where does the Chumash ask a rhetorical question and answers? What? No, that's not a rhetorical question. That's a question. What does Hashem want? Hashem answers. Why is that rhetorical? Recall me, it's like, what? 
Where's the, where does the Torah ask a rhetorical question and answers it? Okay, that could work. That's one. Me doesn't necessarily mean a question. That's an expression. Me is not always a question. But okay, okay. Any other place? Mamish, that the Torah said, it doesn't make sense. It's crazy. No. What's the question there? Okay. Okay. How could it be that one guy could go after a thousand Jews and two after ten thousand? How is that physically feasible? Isn't it because why am I quoting this pasuk? Because of Moshe and Pashas Bechukoisah, which is not so far away from these from these days, it says, "Boch Hashem, when we're winning, veratfu mikem chamisha mea umea mikem revavayir dofu." When we're Boch Hashem on the winning side, five yidden will go after a hundred goyim, and a hundred yidden could go after ten thousand goyim. Asks Rashi, the, mathematically it doesn't work. If five go after a hundred, so the ratio is one to twenty. So a hundred should go after two thousand. How did it jump to ten thousand? Then the ratio is one to a hundred. Rashi asks the Kasha and Pasha's Bukhukaisai. The Hikahu Akeshbon, Palonoyat Sakhlomar Ella Mami Kim Shnial from Yodafu? Answers Rashi, Ella I know Domemu Atima Osimata Torah. There's some kind of something mystical that would, that a hundred is not only twenty times five, a hundred is a hundred times five. And whatever five could do, a hundred could do a hundred times more. Five could go after a hundred grain, a hundred could go after ten thousand grain. Good? We all know that Rashi. Asks Rabbi Olu Mizrahi, hey Rashi. You got the same problem when you're on the losing side. How could one guy go after a thousand and two after ten thousand? Also, there it's not mathematically it doesn't work. If one guy goes after a thousand, so the ratio is one to a thousand. So two guys should go after two thousand. How did it jump to ten thousand? What are you going to say there? That two guys doing mitzvahs is more than one guy doing a mitzvah? That's impossible. You're going to have to come up with another answer. Once you come up with another answer, maybe that's also the answer from Bukhukhaisai. Answers the Maharal Bukhukhaisai, and I want to read it with you inside. Letter Kavav. And if I would have the means and the money and the influence, I would translate this Maharal to all languages in the world and inscribe it on every Holocaust museum in the world. 
the, the Gurari came out in Shin Lamad Ches. That's 1578. So how many years ago is that? You'll see. 22 and then 420. So, yeah. so how many years ago is that? 440 years ago? Right? 1578. Another 22 is 1600. Another 20 would be, yeah. 442. 442. 442 years ago. The Maharal wrote these words. And Imam Rish wrote it. Look. In Bak's Kavav. You know, maybe I'll first tell it to you orally. Because I, don't, I see not everybody has the sheets. And then we'll read it inside. You know Alpider Khatev, it's very understood. One guy goes after a thousand yidin, but if it's only one, he'll sleep, he'll be like, I'm lazy, he'll bunk, you know. If it's two, Ishla Reel Yomachazak, it'll be ten thousand. Can I say the following, that one person could collect a thousand apples a day in the kibbutz? If he does it with the Chavrusa, it'll be ten thousand apples. Yeah, I could, that, that makes sense. Alpider Teva, Lamolo. But, but the, what, one second, but the, it's not apples, it's Jews. Jews don't fight back when they lose a war, says the moral. Goim do. Why? Because Goim are on Teva, and Alpi Teva, you fight back, like they say, to the last drop of blood. That's how you do it. But Yidin, we never lost the war because the other party was stronger. We have a Kaddish Bohu. So who could be stronger than him? It's because Hashem gave us over. Like it says in the Pasuk. So if Hashem gave it over, what are you going to fight with? There's nothing left. Bottom line, says the Maral. When Yidin lose the war in such a kind of way, they do not fight back. When Goim lose the war, they fight back to the last drop of blood. So therefore, the numbers in Bechukosai were problematic. If five Yidin go after a hundred Goim, so a hundred Yidin should go after two two uh, thousand Goim. Hi, the Jews were upgraded from five to a hundred. Yeah, but the Goim were upgraded from a hundred to two thousand. So it's the same ratio. How do you jump to ten thousand? So to answer that, you have to come up of Tzibur, Rabbi Masha Engel, when we're on the losing side, there's no kasha. Because we only have what we have when HaKadosh Baruch gives it to us. And if HaKadosh Baruch disconnected the plug, it's like I'm going to give you a smartphone without a battery. Okay, you, you can try to use it. Try to switch it on. But I'm telling you now, nothing's going to happen. There's no battery there. That's what the moral says. It's not going to Now what's the fun of the moral? That's the Maral and Bakskavov. What's the Havana? My boy said, I'll give you a muscle. To, I'll give you a muscle to bring out this seaside. Let's take the matzav of water. The water. We Americans say water. You British people say water. Good. Mine. Let's compare water situation in Israel to Egypt. So what's the story in Israel? 
למטר השמיים תשתה מים. We need rain. If there's no rain, there's no water. You don't have any, like, uh, natural treasures, you know, resources, you know, like in Switzerland, some kind of bank account? No. We have a kineret, which is a few bottles of Coke. If there's no rain, there's no water. If there's no rain, there's no water. Come on, but ain't like I mash up up the base. No! And! And! אין לך פה איזה חשבון בשוויץ מתחת לבלטות? No. אין לנו. What happens in Egypt? It won't rain there for 50 years, they still have water. They got the Nile. The Goran says the relationship of Eretz Yisrael to Chutzaretz is the relationship of Am Yisrael to Umas Oilam. Take that muscle back to Am Yisrael. You know, regarding water, I remember a few years ago there was a drought for already a few years, They said that this about 20 years ago, they're going to buy water from Turkey. Would you buy today water from Aridan, or whatever his name is? Would you buy a cup of water from Aridan? I won't. What's his name? Adrian? What's his name again? Adrian. What? Adrian. Whatever. I would not drink one cup of water from that guy. Because I don't Adrian. know what he's going to, he's going to put into it. I don't know what the solution is to buy water from Turkey. Eretz Yisrael, when there's rain, there's water. When there's no rain, and says the Maral, that's how we work as a whole nation. When the Kashbuch gives us the juice, when the Tadcha Hashem Elyon al Kol Gaharetz, you're at the top of the world. You beat some Cherev in one day. The superpower of the world, 185,000 soldiers were killed in one night. Hashemi lachem lachem natem tachishon. But there's an, another manifestation to this. So when a Kershvogel gives us the juice, we're on top of the world, beyond our members. And when a Kershvogel doesn't give us the juice, because there's nothing left. Should you try? Yeah, try. If I give you a smartphone without a battery, try to switch it on. Okay, be my guest. You're just saying You'll see nothing there. Then, there's some kind of a bell here. Okay. I think it meant to say nine o'clock. It was a clock. For Seder. Seder, a good reminder. Okay. Says the Maral Rashi had no problem with the Posigan Azino. It's all understood. Rabbi say, when did this pasuk happen in our whole history? I don't know how many times it happened in history, but I know it happened in the 40s. That I do know. It's a pasuk in Chumash. That when HaKadosh Baruch Hu disconnects the plug, and that's another manifestation and projecting that Am Yisrael shows Hashem Echad. There's nothing but Him. When He helps us, we're on the top of the world. When He doesn't, ain't malasot. Because Hashem Echad, <coughs> and we were chosen to test, to be witnesses to show this. So if someone comes and says, for example, if we would have had the Israeli army then, everything would have been different. You know what that means, Chavah? 
That means a goyish logic on Jewish history. That's not a shidduch. <laughs> our, our history defies any goyish logic. Once we understand that what happened there was kitsuram mecharam v'ashem izgiram, so a few tanks or planes would have made a difference. It's like giving a three-year-old a tank, a five-year-old a plane. What can he do? Even sometimes with the Israeli army, it happened that we just ran out. Look what happened in Lebanon under Barak. You know what? You know what happened then? We left behind a value of two hundred and fifty million dollars of computers and everything because we had to rush out. And one night I spoke to the Chayalim that were there. One of them told me. They had to leave that fill in there. And they were told to leave the Sifre Terror also, but that they didn't agree to. That happened in 2004. So everybody says, so let's go back. What happened with Yom HaShoah is because then in Israel, the mentality was that we're starting a new Jew. Not a Yudi Galuti. That was the expression, Yudi Galuti. We're going to make a new Jew who fights back. They had a problem. How do you deal with the Yitn who did not fight back? They found one incident, and that's Yom HaShoah. And they call it Yom HaShoah V'Hagvurah. But we know that us Yidin, that's our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what happened in the Shoah and the fact that they didn't fight back is a Pasuk in Pasuk Zazino. It's a Pasuk. A separator without this Pasuk is a separator apostle. How can it be written clearer than this? As I mentioned once, probably more than once, Menachem Begin, when he was a prime minister in 1977, I think most of the oil here is too young to remember. I think David Blackman, you're too young to remember. You'll say you're too young. Uh, Josh Pearl for sure is too young. But I remember. I remember. Benny Grossman's a gvuli, gvuli. Benny, I like gvul. He did something. You remember what he did there, Chavre? That no prime minister did it, Lefana Bolo Lacharov? In 1977, he came the first time as a prime minister to uh, meet President Jimmy Carter. The first two days in New York, he spent with G'doyle Yisrael. You remember that? He met all the G'doyle by Ramosha Feinstein's house for a few hours. And then the next day, he went to meet the Lubavitcher Rebbe. I remember Rabbi Alexander Schindler of the Reform said, hey, what about us? We're the majority of American jury. So he said, no, you guys are going to meet after Carter. Well, just the schedule. The MS is he wanted to get a bracha from the G'doyle because he was afraid of Carter. As we know today, he knew it then. He was anti-Semite. And he, and, and he had Moira. He was special afraid. So he wanted to meet Gdali Yisrael to get a bracha from them. And Rabbi Alexander Shiddle, who meet after, after, afterwards. So I look at the Mishanet. Rav Hutner told me that 
he came to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's room. Rabbi Moshe, I told you the joke that he told me then? There was a joke there. And there were all dirty soils sitting around the table, average age, I don't know, 80. And the, the Shabbat, the, you know, the Shabbat, before a prime minister comes into a room, they check out the room. That's a matter of procedure. And they're young Israelis. So Rav Hutner, who spoke Hebrew like an Israeli, played dumb and asked them, what, what are you looking for? They were looking in the room before Menachem Ben comes in. Are you looking for for bombs? So they said, Paul by Eagles Moshe. He looked at the shelf. Yes, Harbe Pzatzot. That's what Ravutna said. Because Ravutna had a little bit of reservations about the Eagles Moshe. So Paul by Eagles Moshe, yes, Harbe Pzatzot. I wonder what the Shabbat Kheva understood from that. And then Menachem Begin had a private audience with each one. And with Rafutna, he spoke about Yom HaShoah. And he asked Rafutna, he says, I want to move it to Tishabav. What do you think? So Rafutna told him, of course, that's the day, Petach. Of course, that's the day to do it. Rafutna didn't use the word Shoah. He, he had a sheet about it. He called it Chuban Europa. Okay. So Chuban Bayesheshen, Chuban Bayesheshen, Chuban Europa. Menachem Begin came back to the Knesset and offered to split, Yom HaGitaot should remain at Kavzai Nisan, and Yom HaShoah should be moved over to Tishabav. That's what he offered the Knesset. You could Google it and check it. So then came the anti-Datim. We don't have to mention the names. And they said, Ma, Atatasim is a Yom Dati? You're going to make Yom HaShoah a religious day? Uh-huh. And, he, and he, you know, Menachem Begum was like a gentleman. He didn't want to fight on that. So it remained Kavzai Nisan. But the Prime Minister of Israel in 1977 wanted to move it to Tishabov. And he just didn't have the koch to find it out. So our boys said, let's just sum up what we learned tonight. Do we have to be embarrassed about the Jews that did not fight back? No. It's a pasuk in Azinu. You want to argue with the Pasuk? The Pasuk says that that's what happens with Yiddish people. That they have no independent source. They don't have a Nile like the Egyptians do. What Hashem gives them, they have. And if Hashem is Giram, so there's nothing left. Why? You could say on that Ashrechem Yisrael. Like the Grand Ksuba says. You go all the way to the top. You go all the way on the bottom. Says the Maral and Gvorisberg Zayn. That's also Ashrechem. That's who we are. We reflect Hashem Echad. That's who we are. The night of Lela Seder always falls out on the night of Tishabav. That's a coming you eat an egg according to one far. One of the kinnists of Tishabav is because they both illustrate the same concept. That it's all what Hashem gives us. When Hashem gives us, we're on the top of the world. 
ענת, אחד ירדוף אלף, ושניים אני עושה בבאבא. The fact that it was done on Kavzayin Nisan, in my humble opinion, I'm speaking to the monks Oilam, it's Oyam V'noyma. It's such an insult. Like I can only identify with those who fought back. And with the other 99%, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Hem Yudim Galutiim. I cannot identify with them. That's where it came from, Chavre. In 1977, he wanted to change him, and I come back in, and he didn't. And it remained what it is. But we have nothing to be embarrassed about the fact that we reflect Hashem Echad. And on Adarabah, we say Ashtrechem on both. But you know what, Chava, just to know, Pashat, would you go hear a Chumash lesson from a guy who's not from? Would you hear a Chumash lesson from a Yid, let's say, with the blows in the cup? Who doesn't wear a couple? Would you hear, would you have it? No. Why not? Because it's, 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 it's Gdusha. I'm not going to hear Gdusha from someone who doesn't wear a couple. The history of Am Yisrael is also Gdusha. The Bukhon of Asman has a Havamina to make Birkas a Torah when you learn the history of Am Yisrael. Because Torah is revealing the Chochmah of Hashem. And the history of Am Yisrael is revealing the Hanaga of Hashem. And it's a big Indian to learn history of Am Yisrael. Rafutna pointed out the reason we don't study history that much is, like the same reason we don't study Yerushalmi so much. You know how come we don't study Yerushalmi? Because there's no Rishonim. We're afraid to go in such territory without Rishonim. So in history, we, we find it difficult without the... And you see, most of the historians that dealt with history were quite for him. without mentioning their names. When you let Gidon Hausner, the Chaverov, to decide when will be Yom HaShoah, that's how it looks like. A week, it, it's not when the, when the uh, revolt started, it's not when it ended, it's smack in the middle, because it's a week before Yom HaTzmaut. You, you see what kind of calculations they had? The Grand Duke chose a, 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 very, a, a very logical day. I think it's the 15th of January. I don't remember which day in January. Correct me if I'm wrong. The day of the, 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 the liberated Auschwitz. Next, the 27th, I think. The 27th. Okay. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's definitely something representative. Okay, so everybody's like, to say, now that they do make Yom HaShoah on Tuesday, I don't know. And people have such high emotions about it. I don't know how to deal with it, Lemaise. But inside my heart, it's Oyam Venaira. It's Oyam Venaira. And logically, it doesn't make sense. It's a half a percent. How could a half a percent be the day to represent something that happened to, to everyone? When the history is in the hands of Yadayim Arilot. To deal with Jewish history, it could only be through Torah. And people that listen to the Torah and have Yerush Shomayim. Kulahai v'ulai. When you let from the people dealing with history... They're for sure going to get it wrong.
but not only wrong, insulting, uh, 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 insult to those who didn't fight back. Hashem Yerachem. My boy said we should be zoicha, that in the Hashem from now onwards, Am Yisrael will illustrate Hashem Echad through happy occasions, through B'Tzeshit Yisrael, through Hashem Yelachem Lachem Atem Tachrishon, and in the Hashem it should not happen anymore, we had enough. So Rabbi again, it should be a refuah shlema to all choyle Yisrael. And just to remember, we have nothing, nothing to be embarrassed about if we're fulfilling a pasuk in Chumash.